0: Hey everybody, today's episode is going to be about the Salvation Army. Do you really know what the Salvation Army is? Other than they ring a bell at Christmas time, or they have a few thrift stores here and there. Salvation Army, what is it all about? Well, today I got to sit down over the phone interview with a friend that I've known for a long time, and uh, someone who's involved in the Salvation Army, and he explains to us uh, what it is and what it's about. So I'm excited about this because I did not know a few years ago what it was all about. And so I'm hoping that today you guys get to know how cool it is and what the Salvation Army is. So please enjoy the episode.
1: You're listening to the Beyond the
0: Pew with Rev. John podcast. ready all right, let's pray lord we love you we thank you for the day we thank you for the opportunity that we have to come together to record an episode but to learn about your ministries that you have all over the world lord we know that there's so many things that you have going that we don't know about and so these opportunities to learn about what your kingdom is up to is amazing so we thank you for that we ask that you just bless this conversation bless this time together as a, a help other people to help other people in jesus name amen amen so today I have a uh a guy that I've known for a long time and with this show we try to, you know, emphasize ministries and and to let people know what's out there. Uh and so I've always trying to rack my brain to think about what we can be talking about. What's something that we could do? And um uh, and I just started noticing this guy's uh news feed on Facebook and I thought, "Man, this is perfect." So uh, I had to, I messaged him and said hey I want you on here and we've had to work out some logistics it's taken us a few uh, canceled appointments and but we're finally together so today I'm with Joel Rogers from Otto, North Carolina and I'll say Otto <laughs> correctly because that's the way yes, you're supposed you to say it <laughs> that is
1: the way you're supposed to say it. you're right about that
0: how are you doing Joel I'm good how are you I'm wonderful so you are, I met you, and I, I can, real quick, I met you when Pastor Gerald Vinson was the pastor at House of Hope, or the former testimony Church of God. Uh, he, was, mm-hmm. he was with, he was the pastor, were you the youth pastor at that time? I was a youth leader, and then
1: not long after um, he became pastor, I became the
0: youth pastor. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it was right in there, yep. And so I was a youth leader, pastor, whatever, in Clayton. Mm-hmm. And our pastor said, hey, they're having a youth uh, night in, at the House of Hope or Tessany. It's hard for me to say House of Hope, uh, but I got to. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been for forever, and then, yeah,
1: <laughs> the switch was hard, too. <laughs> uh,
0: but it, it, so we took our youth up for two nights. It was a Friday and Saturday night, and we took some kids up there and had a wonderful time. Man, it was great. And uh, and that's how I really got to know you, Um uh, we had a couple of girls and I always try to, you know, when I think about them and I think about how we met, we had two girls, uh, Kelsey and Nikki who came mm-hmm. to, the first time we ever had them come to anything with us was to that night and that weekend that youth rally. And uh, they yeah. stayed with us throughout and they're both doing great things for the Lord. And, and oh, uh, so I awesome. give you credit for that. You know, you put that together and, uh, and you never know what happens, what the Lord does he you, you find yourself, hey, you know here we go, so um but That's you awful. you went to the funny. university to Lee University, correct in Cleveland mm-hmm. and yep, so Cleveland, explain Tennessee. to explain to everybody how you wound up in Cleveland other than just the university, now you're still there, so
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's really crazy, so I ended up in in Cleveland, Tennessee. Um, coming to Lee for ministry, so I was I was going to be majoring in uh, pastoral ministry, and then after I was there for a little bit and had commuted back and forth to North Carolina doing the youth pastor thing, you know, when when you'd met me, that's where I was back and forth a lot, and then um, I stumbled in to the Salvation Army. And have I got to tell you, it really was a stumble in because I was I just graduated Lee. And I was looking for work, right, like everybody does. You know, as soon as you get out of school, you're looking for, you know, where can I I start working that that I'll plug into, that I'll like okay. And I'd started working at Verizon um, and and was already working there, but I I knew I didn't want to be there forever. And so looking around, and I'm looking for uh, employment in any kind of, like, church or ministry or, you know, like I wanted to do something – um, even in my day job that, that, that mattered, you know? And so I had found in the newspaper that Salvation Army was hiring and I, I thought Salvation, that, that, that's gotta be Christian. You know, yeah. <laughs> I didn't really know much about them, but oh, I was like, yeah. Salvation, right, yeah. that checks out. Let me, <laughs> let me see what they're about. And, um, and I went and applied and I did not get that job. Uh, um, in fact, I made it through several interview rounds, and then they called me back and said, we got some bad news and we got some good news. Which one do you want first? Bad news. So, yeah, bad news first, always. So the bad news was we don't want to hire you for this for this job. Um, and the reason why is because it's more of a desk job, and that doesn't seem at all like, like who you are. The good news is it, it's not a job yet, but there's somebody you need to meet and uh it's the person who's just launching salvation army's work right there in cleveland where you're at because this job is in chattanooga and you know it was going to be a, a 20 30 minute commute and so i almost didn't go to meet this person right because i was already mad that i didn't get the job and uh and then jesus you know how he does and i i just felt so convicted about that and just my wife looked at me and she said you know we got to go right <laughs> And I said, yeah, you got a lot of wisdom. Yeah, we should probably go. And uh, and we went and met with um, with Rufy Forge, who'd just been really launching things for Salvation Army here in Cleveland. And two hours later left her office. Um, she asked us what our passions were. And when we started laying out our passion for reaching young people and doing it in non-traditional ways and you know, really how can we do that here in Cleveland and how can we reach the kids that nobody else wants? You know, the the kids who, who come from really troubled backgrounds and broken broken places and um sometimes homeless and sometimes drug addicted parents. I said, Man, those are the ones I want most. Like <laughs> how, how can we how you know, how can we help help do that? And um and then yeah, it just it went from there. So next thing you know, um she said yes to a lot of crazy ideas that we brought. And uh, we were able to to launch into full time ministry here with Salvation Army, and we run a, a coffee house ministry that has just been just incredible to to be a part of for the last eight years, and I've seen tens of thousands of college kids come in and high school kids come in, and just get a chance to love on uh, love on some of the coolest people in the world for sure. So. Um, yeah that's that's what i'm up to and kind of how i stumbled into cleveland i didn't think i was going to stay here but when when god opens a door and you step through it no this is this is where i need to be right now you you just you have to obey so that's that's where i am
0: i never thought i'd wind up in louisiana but here i am too <laughs> so right yeah yeah that's the thing. so it's kind of funny because you, you say you didn't know what the salvation army was and i honestly I've my whole life, and our whole life, and everybody's listened to this their whole life. Is Christmas time going in the store here? Ding, 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 and and see those buckets and the people wearing red, and and really just look at it as you know, because they don't they don't really engage, you know, they don't beg for money like the every little travel ball team does, and they just sit there and ring oh, a bell, goodness. and and, uh, and so the. I, I was just kind of floored one day when I finally understood what the Salvation Army was really about, and it really kind of bothered me that I didn't already know that. that's like why should I why should I should know this so that's why I wanted to get you on here so you can tell the listeners what the Salvation Army is and why it's important and and so I got yeah. a question who started it and when well.
1: Who started the Salvation Army or who started the bell ringing? The because Salvation got, Army. We'll go, we'll go Salvation, Salvation
0: Army
1: first. Sure. Salvation Army was started in 1865 by William and Catherine Booth. Um, the two of them had uh, been uh, just had a real heart for the poor in London and in the east end of London and were regularly found because their son actually, one day they were walking and their son saw a drunk laying in the street and their son asked dad what can we do to help him and for for william it just shook him it, it shook him because he he hadn't seen the poor as individuals he'd just seen them as the, the bigger picture right you you just put your head down and walk past them and and, yeah. and on and on and when his son drew attention to just the one he uh-huh. realized man i can i can do something about one you know
0: yeah
1: and so he and his wife started Um, they would go out and they would collect literally collect drunks off the street Um, they would take them to their house they would feed them they would sober them up give them a place to stay that night and then they would share Jesus with them Um, after they'd met all those initial needs and and sometimes they you know the drunks had a place to go home and were just struggling with depression or whatever had led them to that and sometimes they didn't have a place to call home and So he started realizing there were a lot more needs. Well, the whole time, he's a a Methodist minister, and he tries to take him to church with him. And Methodism in in England in 1860s was a lot more stuffy and formal than than maybe what what we're used to here in the U.S. But people had pews, and that was their pew. Like, literally, it had their name on it, and there was a gate at the end, you know, their family pew, you know? And so he would bring all these guys to church that he'd sobered up. And um, they were told they were welcomed in church, but they weren't welcomed in anybody's individual pew because, you know, they, they still smell bad sometimes and they still had a lot of issues. And um, so finally he said, if, if you're not going to welcome them here, then you don't want me either. And uh, he and his wife started going to where they were, they started holding church meetings in the bars and in the pubs and they they would hold the church meeting in a a bar or pub and the place would fill up but they they would stop selling alcohol yeah and and the the bar owners and pub owners didn't like that so they would take it out and so you have this this group this really ragtag bunch all over east end of london hopping in and out of pubs not drinking and they get kicked out of one place and then they would just migrate the whole group mid-sermon over to the next pub so that they could finish service, and and, uh, and he kept doing that. Like it's awesome. it's just crazy. So that that's actually part of where they got the name from. Um, somebody accused them as they were marching from from pub to pub of of being um, a volunteer army just marching the streets. And William Booth's son corrected them and says he said no. We're not volunteers. We're we're commissioned. We're sent to this. We're an army of salvation, and uh, wow. that evolved into the name that we know now. But yeah, eighteen sixty-five. Just trying to to meet some needs, you know, and yeah, it's it's been a a force ever since. I think.
0: So when did it come to the states?
1: It wasn't long. Yeah, it wasn't long after that. So it was in the states um, before the eighteen nineties. I think it was eighteen eighty 87 88 and um, by then it had grown through most of Europe and William Booth sent his uh, sent his daughter who was very active in, in the work of the army at the time and uh, and several other Salvation Army leaders to New York to establish the work there and um, it, it's been here in the US for well over a hundred years already oh yeah uh, just as Insane, and she started doing the same thing in New York. So, if you know the phrase, um, the phrase, especially in recovery, when when somebody falls off the wagon, you know that
0: yes. that
1: phrase means they they've relapsed. Well, that phrase actually comes from Catherine um, William and William and Catherine Booth's daughter, uh, who was the buggy driver in New York City as they would drive a, a wagon around to collect the drunks and do what her parents had been doing in, in, in England. So it, it just got to be a bigger operation. So they had a bigger wagon. She would be driving and there would be another volunteer on the back. And it was that volunteer's job to make sure that, um, that if any drunks rolled off of the wagon when it lurched forward with the horses pulling out, um, that they were to call out one fell off the wagon so that they could stop and collect the drunk that had literally rolled out.
0: Like in the Navy, we say, man overboard, so they're saying. Right. (laughs) That's hilarious.
1: Yeah, so that's that's from the Salvation Army's work right here in the U.S. in New York, and um, they've been been meeting needs and and helping people in recovery and feeding the hungry and sheltering the homeless and a a million other things since
0: then. So So you – sorry, it's it's easy to say that uh, just the, you know, the underlying – purpose and mission of the salvation army is the people who are less desirable, you know, like the ones the church yeah. generally aren't going after, you know, they're the, right. uh, our, our church here has a motto of, um, love the unlovable, touch the untouchable and reach the unreachable. Yeah. Um, uh, so it seems like that's kind of the same mantra for you guys.
1: Yeah. If, if only more, more Christians would grasp that, you know, um, the salvation army's official mission statement is that we are uh, we exist to um to to preach the gospel of jesus christ and to meet human needs in his name without discrimination so uh so we do that and there's a lot of freedom in the salvation army to to meet the needs that are present in your community you don't have to just meet needs a certain way because a different salvation army does that or you know, so so really, the Salvation Army can look different in every community it's in uh, to best match and meet the, the needs of the neighborhood. So it's it's cool to see.
0: That's that's see again. All I've ever known was the bell ringing, so you tend to uh, you you don't know, and so that's why. You're right. Man, this is this is why I, I enjoy these conversations. I get I, I geek out when you start telling me origin of stories like where one fell off the wagon. I just yeah, I totally go crazy. I love it. I'm just, <laughs> How cool is that, too? Right? Yeah. Many times we said something like that? No idea. what. well, then the question was always: <laughs> if you fall off the wagon, does that mean that you get drunk again, or fall off wagon means you're, you know, you're, you're sober now? You know, there, you always hear that. So it, right. it's neither. <laughs> it right, means you neither, literally yeah. fell off the wagon. So <laughs> it means you literally fell
1: off the wagon while they were collecting you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you were talking about the bell ringers and how that all started. Yeah. So how, how when and how, and, and what's the story behind that? Cause yeah, so Salvation Army, they're pastors. Um, Salvation Army
1: is a church, which a, a lot of people don't realize. Really? Um, I didn't know it, that.
0: Denomination? Yeah. It,
1: it, it is a denomination, but not in the traditional sense. So we 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 branched off the same branch of Methodism that the Pentecostal Holiness Movement did. Um, in fact, um, we're on that Pentecostal and holiness branch, um, uh, just a, a, a different, a different wing of it. You know, this started in London in the 1860s, while while everything else was starting over here about the same time, actually. That's when Smith um, Wigglesworth
0: was running all over the place over there.
1: Yeah, so Wigglesworth, the night before he received the baptism in the Holy Spirit in Sunderland, England he was at an all-night prayer meeting with the Salvation Army just up the road and in his uh, in his journal he he actually kind of gives the Salvation Army a shout out he said that he was he was very grateful for the faithfulness of the brothers and sisters at the Salvation Army to to seek god's face and to pray god's will all night with him and then it was the next night that he stumbled into the the community church that that he was at, and and, and received the baptism and the Holy Spirit. So, it, yeah, we're we're tied into that same vein, man.
0: That's awesome. I didn't know that either. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. so it's um it's cool. Yeah, they're they're a denomination, but not heavily um, not heavily doctrines, if, if if you know what I mean. Like pretty simple statement of faith that that aligns with that Wesleyan holiness perspective, and then. Uh, we we don't get caught up on the details too much because the the people that we work with are are people who are not caught up on the details too much. So oh, yeah. we, we have to be just meet them where they're at, you know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. So it and I didn't know that either. You know, how many times have I passed the kettle and I knew it went to good, but I had literally had no idea where that money went. And <laughs> you you throw the money in because it's Christmas and it's what you're supposed to do and and just don't know, but. Um, of that money that goes in, you know how much how much life change happens. It's absolutely insane to to think how much uh, how much actual change is happening because people toss their change in. But it started the the red kettle the bell ringing started in the late eighteen hundreds in San Francisco. So by eighteen ninety one, the Salvation Army had already made its way coast to coast in the U S. And the Salvation Army in San Francisco, um, the the pastor. Of, in Salvation Army, they call them officers, but they're the the local pastor for Salvation Army. Um, his name was Joseph McPhee. He desperately was trying to meet need in San Francisco. And they had a shelter, and he he wanted to be able to provide a nice Christmas meal uh, for the, the folks that he had staying in his shelter. And um, he didn't have the resources to. And so he remembered in Liverpool, England, seeing... Um, seeing a, a red kettle used out um, out on the landing that they would call a, a Simpsons pot. And this pot took in donations as people came by. And so he had remembered that from home. He'd come from Liverpool and, and had helped launch Salvation Army's efforts in San Francisco. and um, So he asked the San Francisco city authorities if he could place a crab pot on a tripod at the ferry landing, and he put out a little sign that said, "Keep the pot boiling," and he asked for donations. And the idea just started launching uh, as I realized that just that visual of of a, an empty pot that you get to fill with with money that then gets used to purchase food for the hungry is, is just a, a a cool way to to visualize it. So that caught on, and I mean we've been. We've been ringing bells and putting out those those pots, those kettles, all over the world now, ever since. So it, it, it's a, a crazy thing, and it started in 1891, if you can believe that.
0: That's crazy. I mean, that's hard to imagine. I mean, it's hard to remember 1991, let alone 1891. So. Right, <laughs> right just, yeah. So everybody who uh, rings the bells, are they involved in the church or—, or? How, how does that process general. go? So that's the I thing, say church. I mean
1: inter- the mission. Yeah. Salvation Army is so unique in that it is a church, but they also are so they have such a strong mission organization as well. Um, that We have a ton of, we have a ton of churches who are involved with us um, that they, they love our mission and love what we do. And they've told us, Hey, like you're already doing it. So why should we, re- we reinvent the wheel We'd rather just support what you've already got going, and, and we have churches that will jump in with us from all kinds of denominations. And that's that's, right. It's cool to see that. Um, but, yeah, so the, the people who ring the bell, they, they're not necessarily involved in, in the church, but we think everybody who rings the bell is, is joining in with our mission, right? We're, we're raising funds that are going to help change lives, um, and it can change lives through one of the meals like we've talked about. I know here locally we, we serve about 800 to 1,200 hot meals a week wow. um, here in our community. And Cleveland's uh, not that big
0: of a town, so. It, it's not. It's not. But
1: there's a lot of need, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and we we actually are not the only place serving a meal in town. There's a soup kitchen. So we only operate on the days and 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 the dates that the soup kitchen doesn't every week. So the soup kitchen works Monday through Friday, and then we work Saturday and Sunday. And on Saturday and Sunday, we're serving between eight and 1200 meals. So wow. it's, it's a lot of need, a lot of need in Cleveland. Um, and a lot of hurt in Cleveland too, that you know, we got a lot of people who may never darken the doors of a, a traditional church because they just don't feel like they'd ever be accepted there or, they they don't feel like you know they're 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 good enough or they're, they're dressed nice enough or whatever the case may be but they'll come in and, and join us for a hot meal and while they're eating we just share a devotional with them and and just love on them and pray with them and and just offer some some support and it, it's cool to see how God works in their lives through that simple act of kindness every week but yeah when when people give money that's that's where it's going so. You know, we have volunteers that ring the bells and, and we have employees that ring the bells. Um, we we actually hire some of the folks that we've been seeing for social services and, and consider that part of our ministry, too. So some of our folks that would be hard to hire, you know, that either they've got a, a disability or they've got some, some type of complication on, on their record and, and they, they need a fresh start. and. We give them a chance and so some of our kettle workers are hired but they're hired as as a ministry too so you know sometimes it's just as much to boost the confidence of of that bell ringer that they're they are good enough and they can hold a job and and that they they are going to be accepted you know as much as it is the the
0: volunteers that that we depend on as well that help bring those kettles every day that's crazy so Uh, Do you have an idea about how much money those, I mean, does those kettles work? Do they bring in a lot of money? Do they, (laughs) I know they need more. I mean, whatever they bring in is not enough, but.
1: Right. Yeah. What they bring in is not enough. You would be shocked. Um, You know, just here locally on average um, in a kettle season, just the, you know, month and a half of, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas that that we're out ringing, um, we bring in about a hundred thousand dollars just from people's change, which is, uh, which is insane. And it's not enough to fund everything we do all year. Um, you know, when you think about here locally, some of our services aren't just those meals, you know, those meals alone are, they can get, oh, yeah. you know, expensive. Um, but in addition to the meals, we provide laundry services and shower services every day for a homeless community. So they can come in every day and take a hot shower and, do do laundry and you know even if they only have a couple outfits they can they can wash them and and really stay uh you know stay clean and and staying clean they can help prevent a lot of illness and uh, you know a lot of things that come with that when they're living out on the streets and um you know we we provide uh in a partnership with another church in town we provide these specialty coats that actually convert into sleeping bags um one of the coolest inventions I've ever seen in my life but um they're 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 downlined um so that they, they take up minimal space, and they are really nice winter coats that convert into a full sleeping bag uh so for our homeless folks that part of their problem is they have to carry everything with them yeah. you know they you don't have the option of well, I'll just hold this somewhere, I'll just store it somewhere so um that really eliminates one of their their biggest needs is you know I'm have to spend half my day just toting stuff with me and making sure it doesn't get stolen yeah, so with yeah. the coat, coat stays on you. And then that converts to your sleeping bag at night. And, um, it's, it's cool to see those going out in the community too, but we do that. We have Salvation Army runs the, the world's largest free, uh, residential drug and alcohol rehab. Um, so around the globe, we have treatment centers that offer free recovery services, six months residential you live in, you pay nothing, um, recovery programs that we have stationed around the U S and around the globe. Um, so you're, you're literally helping to change people. And that's in addition to everything Salvation Army does with disaster relief and, and with their, you know, with their, their programs and and services to help pay power bills when power is getting cut off to our our seniors or some of our, our families with kids or helping pay medical expenses when, when people can't afford the medicine they need to sustain their life and, and those types of things. So uh, it, it's really a cool thing just to see all that the, the money can go to.
0: So the one that's uh, in Lake Charles, which is about an hour south where I'm at here in Louisiana, there's the yeah. – uh, uh, they have the thrift store. Yeah, uh, And so – and that, I guess that would be another way of raising money and, and, and such as that. I just don't – I honestly I have no idea what they do. <laughs> like I just I mean I've like I said, we've talked about this over and over. I we just didn't understand to what uh, extent that the Salvation Army's mission was. So I think that yeah. it's important for us to uh, you know, shine a light on it and let people know because you know, I've always said about these podcasters we never know who's gonna listen and when. You know, it could be right. somebody three years from now listening to this and and wanting to be uh, tied into the Salvation Army, so if if somebody is listening and they want to, you know, be a volunteer or help, do you know how they go about finding out? How yeah. To do so the,
1: the easiest way is honestly, um, look up your local Salvation Army. It could be a thrift store. It could just be listed as the Salvation Army offices locally. Um, look them up and give them a call what we do all day long is when people call in or they drop by and they say, Hey, I I didn't know everything you did, but I I know a few things now. Um, I'd like to come and volunteer. Where can you use me? And, um, I do not know a Salvation Army anywhere in the world that will turn you down. We're all, (laughs) we're all, all in need of extra, extra help. So, um, yeah, find your local Salvation Army and just go and introduce yourself. Say say hi, and that you're interested in plugging in. Uh, during Christmas, we always need people to volunteer with bell ringing. We need people to volunteer with our angel tree programs. So if you've ever seen an angel tree in your local store, that's Salvation Army too um, at Christmas time. And I know here locally, we'll have uh, we we just got our last angel adopted for the Christmas season, but fourteen hundred. Um, kids and senior citizens who would not be able to receive any Christmas at all this year otherwise are going to get a full Christmas um, because of the Salvation Army's Angel Tree Program. Um, And that we need a ton of help uh, to, to volunteer in one of the Angel Tree warehouses, helping to sort the gifts that come in and helping to to process all of the the donations that come in and then helping to give it all out because it all gets given out, you know, in just a a matter of a couple of days. And it it takes a a lot of volunteers to make that happen. So Christmas time is a great time to start volunteering with Salvation Army, but there's stuff all year long.
0: That's awesome. All year long. So a quick Google search uh, brought me up to uh, SalvationArmyUSA.org. Uh and yep. as you scroll down it don't take long for you to see a donate button so if you feel led to donate like Joel said it could be anywhere that money can go anywhere from feeding the homeless to helping yep. in recovery if someone in addiction uh it can yep. there's no telling what that money can do and and this is for the kingdom that's what's important is that we're kingdom minded in all we do and all of our endeavors is that we focus on what what who the lord focuses on you know that's who we need to be focusing on so uh, and that's awesome so you're in Cleveland Tennessee correct yep Cleveland so, Tennessee so where is the coffee shop for those of you people in Cleveland who want some coffee and it can also help yeah. help this absolutely
1: so our little our little coffee shop is Inman Coffee And it is literally shares a building with the Salvation Army's offices here in Cleveland. Uh, But it is right downtown in Cleveland, Tennessee on Inman Street. And uh, we would love to see you anytime you're in Cleveland or if you are a Clevelander already and and want to stop on by. um, 100% of the the purchase of coffee here in our, our little shop goes to fund the Salvation Army's work in this community. So come and be a part of changing lives in that way, too.
0: That's right, and so you guys, uh, the coffee shop, got a little extra publicity recently. Yeah, which uh, is kind of uh, cool.
1: <laughs> it's crazy cool. So, um, it, and I'm sure you know the the curse of, of of sometimes being associated with with a church or a ministry is people don't take you seriously. You know, you're oh, oh yeah. it's just a, a church thing. You know, um, so we we fought that for a while because we we're a legitimate coffee house serving coffee that you're not going to find anywhere else. Um, we have our own line of, of coffee that we've developed and um, have a friend that, that does all of our roasting for us. And it, it, you know, you got some really special stuff going on, but um, we, we did get some recognition from Southern living. We were listed in their uh, 2019 list of best shops in the South. And so we're thrilled to be, to be part of that because it's really helped change the mindset of, of people who hadn't taken us seriously and hadn't given us a try yet because they thought we were just a, a, a ministry coffee house, a church thing, and, and weren't, weren't really a coffee house. So they're excited to come by now and try the coffee and also know that not only is it a great coffee, but it's going to a great cause. So Absolutely. we think you can do both well and we try to do
0: that. And that's what's neat is the Lord to open up people and, uh, magazine comes in the southern living now if you li- if you get listening to this and you're from Vermont you don't understand I guess but the southern living magazine you know for Joel and I growing up in the 80s and 90s that thing was all over the living room and, and yeah it was a big deal to have uh and, and you were special if you can get a recipe in that thing and uh <laughs> oh man yeah <laughs> but uh, our, our
1: mom and grandmama Wore by yeah. whatever
0: the seasonal recipes were in the southern living man. Yeah, that's right. So and that's <laughs> what the Lord will do. He'll open up doors and and make avenues and stuff in in great ways, but uh well man, I really appreciate you uh taking your time and and uh and I'm sorry it's taking us so long to get together and do this, but I really wanted to get this this episode out because of the time. Right now we're you know the weekend right. before Thanksgiving here in 2019, but, um, you know the bell ringing starting soon, and if it hadn't already, and and I want people to reach in their pockets and donate a little extra. You know, just know, you know, change. It's probably going to get lost in the couch. Grab it, and throw it in there. You know, clean out your cup holders in your cars, and and yeah. know, know that this is going to. Uh, the need of God's kingdom, and the things that God is interested in is what the Salvation Army is also interested in, and I, I just wanted to say that I appreciate what you do, Joel, and I appreciate this entire uh, ministry that started a long time ago that I didn't even know yeah, existed, right? so. but uh, man, thank you very much for being a part of this episode today.
1: Hey, thank you so much. Hey, if you're out there and you're listening to Christmas music this year, this is I've got a ton of random fun facts about Salvation Army, but I have one last one for, for you guys. If you're listening to the song Silver Bells at all during this Christmas, um, that was written about those Salvation Army bell ringers. So what? Um, the guy who wrote it, um, he lived in L.A., and it it doesn't get cold at Christmas. So you you don't know it's Christmas because the weather changes or because it starts to snow, Um he, he was in the middle of the summer in a heat wave and was trying to, to reminisce about what he loved most about Christmas and, and it was those tinkling silver bells and wow. he, he said that, that, that that's for him what meant Christmas was here so I hope it's the same for you guys when you're listening to that song I hope you remember us and when you hear those bells outside of the stores dig a little deeper grab that yes, change please. from your car uh, know it's going to to change lives and, and it's not blinding somebody's pockets somewhere i can assure you of that and yeah. and we appreciate that
0: are you an officer real quick i didn't ask that question i remember
1: i am i am not so oh, no. <laughs> i am i am an employee of, of the salvation army and i'm a local officer which is their their way of saying i'm locally i'm the youth pastor here That's awesome. um yeah so it's a, it's fun but i am not um, a full-fledged officer um, their officers are much like the officers in, in the army um and they can they can be sent and shipped and all of those things so they're they're fully commissioned and engaged in the mission and um Salvation Army may call and say, "All right, we need you in uh in New York or we need you in London or I have some friends that um got reassigned to Denmark and what? are are loving their mission there um, bet. but yeah it's 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 a cool thing this army but yeah so the Salvation family's got a lot
0: going on and there's something for all you young ministers that are looking for something to do you never know you never know so well joe thanks again i appreciate it i've enjoyed this this has been a great time so uh if you would uh pray us out and let's uh get ready for a good holiday season
1: absolutely so uh, one one last thing anybody looking to to donate this Christmas season you can go online to SalvationArmyUSA.org dot org and donate and if you donate there, you will actually be donating to um the salvation army locally um they they track the zip code associated with your uh your payment info and they give it to the Salvation Army nearest to you. Wow. So you can you can make a difference um in your own neighborhood. If you want to donate online today as well. Awesome. So yeah, so I'll pray us out. Daddy, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your love and grace. Thank you for the fact that you've given us a chance to serve you in all the cool and creative and unique ways that we get to. And, Dad, we just pray that right now, for anybody listening, that you would move on their hearts and that this Christmas, more than any other, that they would be compelled to love the last, the lost, and the least. Thank God, that you would drive them to love the the unwanted and the untouchables. That you would compel them to give hugs to those who nobody else wants to touch. That, God, you would transform their way of thinking about ministry and about loving others and the kingdom. And that, God, they, they would become kingdom vessels, however you use them, whether it's ringing a bell or whether it's serving a meal or whether it's just loving on their neighbor, whoever that may be. Daddy, we love you and we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you for listening.